podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley battle line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best goals of his Spurs career. Good morning, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever it is. Whatever time it is, wherever you are, we are live and direct on the new Spurs order, as ever. And I think in light of the news we've had this week, I'm going to refer to my three amigos here as a midfield trio, seeing that we now have the capacity at our club to put a midfield trio out. You know I, mean? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love so, it. <laughs> starting off, uh, my boy, Mr. Macho Man, uh, the Northern ladies fear him. <laughs> but tell us how you do it, bro. Out here in the streets. I'm good, my dog. We're trying to leave the streets these days. You know what I'm saying? It's it's getting to the twilight zone. I'm, I'm, I'm you know when you're at the peak and it's like I want to I want to go out on my shield rather than my sword. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing good, that. man. I'm doing good. I hear that. If there's anyone here listening, what some of our lady followers, please make yourself known to our Twitter account so uh, Mr. Macho Man can find his match. Um, also, we have Scott Hall. Uh, somehow he's managed to um, take himself out of the, the deluge of work that he's been complaining about for the past six weeks. Um, Scott Hall, hey, what's up, man? How are you looking? Uh, you know, it's good times, you know. I feel, feel happy. I feel, uh, I feel like the good guy. You know, no longer the bad guy. You know, so, uh, but obviously, <laughs> it's early times. You know what I'm saying? Because you know this this club has taken me through through hell before. So let's see. It's a good start. Let it continue. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. Um, he's muted at the moment, but I'm going to introduce the third member of our midfield. Um, rumor has it that he's currently in the store cupboard at Ali Gold's office, um, tapping toes. What are you saying, bruv? I'm great, man. I'm great, man. I'm good. Listen, I've been smiling from ear to ear all week. I've been smiling for so long now. It's crazy that I'm smiling so much when I hear Spurs news. I, I, I cannot believe what's happening. It's mental to me. But let's let's talk. Let's talk. It's a weird place to be, but we love it here anyway. Um. So yeah, guys, make sure you follow everyone on the socials. The the tags are up here. Um. Follow the main account on the socials. Um. We're all over the place, Instagram, Twitter, and I believe even the main Touchline Fracker account does have a TikTok um, account that they are pushing now. So yeah, make sure you follow. But we're here to talk about the Mighty Spurs. After a barnstorming end to the season, winning eight of the last 11, Conte comes out within a few days on the Italian beach and makes some demands. He says, guys, I want my guys in now. Get them in before pre-season. And then we see uh, Fraser Foster, as a nice little backup goalkeeper. Then we see Mr. Perry Perry out on the wing, coming in on free transfer. Um, and then it goes quiet for a few days. Let's talk about Jed Spence. Let's talk about AA Battery and Christian Eriksen coming back. There's talk about different players we're linked to, but Charleston, Rafina. We'll get into some of these players a little bit later. And then Tuesday, the bomb dropped. Mr. Gary Jacobs, who works for the Times, we thank you very much for your services to our... Uh, our beloved club. He dropped the bombshell which caught everyone off guard, especially the guys down the road. Um, Yves Saint Laurent Basuma uh, is now a <laughs> member. <laughs> Yves Saint Laurent. We got to we, we got to run that one. We got to run that one. Wow. 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 I love it. I love it. Is now moving into N17. 
I am just going to just, we're going to talk about this a lot, guys, on this pod, okay, because it is the biggest news of the week so far, and it is the off-season, no one cares about the Nations League, even England don't care about the Nations League, um, judging on how they played. But where were you and how did you react when you heard that news, the Gary Jacob tweet, which went viral? I'm going to come to Ohio first, uh, Matcha Man, tell us, what, what, what went through your mind? Um, I think there was a lot of, I think surprise was the main thing. Like, I think the surprise kicked in before the joy kicked in. Um, because, you know, we're not used to seeing our club being a serious club this early in the transfer market, you know, like, yeah. and I, I'm, and this isn't to, to pour water on the phrase of force to sign because, you know, no context, he is a backup goalkeeper. But I know in the group, we were all very much, you know, like not overly gassed over for as a four star, but we were, uh, there was more of a generic happiness compared to the Joe Hart signing uh, not too long ago. So, but yeah, with the Basuma signing, it was just like, it was just so strange to see us actually, because I don't really remember that many links with us and Basuma, because if I'm really being honest, most of the Basuma Tottenham chat I'd heard was probably from the pod and the group, and the group chat, if I'm being really honest with you, like this isn't, this isn't to have a slight, have a, have a dig at the man across the road. Like it was all Arsenal prop. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for us to actually, you know, get someone of that quality, someone that is renowned, is whenever anyone does a best of the outside top six, every single person on planet Earth, whatever strand of the multiverse you're asking, everyone's putting Basuma. <laughs> so to get someone like university, university acclaimed as one of the best players in the league currently outside the top six, like. It, it just shows that, and, you know, Mr. Levy, for listening, forgive me for my language, but Conte really has Levy bent over a barrel to do what he wants. Pause. So, yeah, I was buzz, buzzing, mate. Absolutely buzzing. Yeah, that surprise. Yeah, what, what, talk, talk to me, man, when it, when it dropped. Um, what was your first reaction? You're muted, brother. Well, my first reaction was Gary Jacobs is... Um considered to be a top tier source so I was like okay uh, there's a bit of interest there it's interesting um and then things started to like progress rapidly like like far fast like I was hearing art oh, he was the apparent secret guy that was coming to uh, the lodge uh, but that got cancelled because his agent fell ill um you know uh, apparently he was fed some lasagna uh, but he recovered quickly in a way there. But none of that nonsense. So obviously a few days later, it's like it's gone through. And and then I'll be honest with you, a lot of things kind of kicked in because I was like, rah, 25. That's kind of cheap still. How did we do this? And then I'm like, bro, I didn't even know he was in like his last year of his contract. And then I'm like, mm. and then and then all it came back. I was like, rah. Remember, remember in the in the pods earlier, I was like, "Look, I take man if he's bus case, isn't it?" And I don't know what's going on, but clearly <laughs> the club must know something that I don't know because they done this thing fast. And so, from from what I'm hearing, you know, it, it must be positive things if the club's moved forward. And clearly, they've they've jumped the gun, or you know, gone gone ahead quicker than most clubs because of whatever news they've heard and got it done, which is important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, they've, they've got it done. In the space of two and a half days, we've gone from having um, a decent but limited midfield to now having something very, very promising. Tobes, I'm coming to you, bruv. I know you're stringing up your new trainers, but how did you feel when this new signing was rumoured to be incoming and we had these two-day period of, of waiting because everyone was talking about the, the medical schedule for Thursday. This was on mm. Tuesday when it kind of dropped. What was yeah. your initial reaction, bro? I went mad. I went mad. Um, and I don't know why people like I get it. Um, I, I get waiting for the verification from the Spurs from the Spurs correspondence. I, I get that part, and I got no qualms with people waiting for that. Yeah, but I didn't get why people were maybe it's the skeptic the sceptical side because of how many times we've been burnt by Spurs. But me personally, I didn't get the reason to doubt Gary Jacob because I think when he's put out news on Spurs in the past, it's been pretty reliable. Like when he broke the news about Lataro last year that we agreed a fee, Alistair Gold agreed with him that we agreed a fee. But Inter Milan reneged on that because 
Chelsea's bid, Chelsea's interest in Lukaku intensified. Like, for the most part, he's always put out, like, sensible information. He's not here. He's not here for sensationalist um, headlines and stories. He puts out stuff that is reasonably reliable. So once I saw that news, I said, what? Because I, I, we were just chatting, chatting away. Yeah, you, you and Dave, we, we're in the, the Spurs, the, the, um, the, the touchline fracker chat, the football chat. And then Leo says something like Spurs, well, that's that Spurs in for Basuma. And I said, huh? What's he talking about? And then as soon as I searched it and I see Gary Jacob, I see the article, I see 25 million. When I tell you, I screamed my house down. If my sister was here right now, she'll tell you how mad I was going. I screamed the house down, hooked up my laptop immediately, put the light on, did everything. And you could even see it in my in my like video announcement. I was I was jumping for joy. Like inside, I was dancing inside, I was dancing externally, I was listening to Amapiano all day. <laughs> my mood was on 1000 i was literally just like you can't see what i did in the video but my mood was on 10,000, bro because like ohio had said even though we were moving for him we had only spoken about this guy in ideal slash dream scenarios what midfielder do you want spurs to go for what midfielder should spurs be looking at and every single man in their dog in this chat has said bring this guy to the lane he's gonna cost x y and z because he's got a year left and he's still why aren't we looking at him why aren't we looking at him and our prayers have been answered so mate i was tough absolutely ecstatic man bring him to the lane bring him to n17 that was my phrase in the morning bring this let me not say it. Bring this hard <laughs> N-word to the damn lane. Yeah? The speed at which we, we moved and the fact that it came out of the blue, I, I felt a bit like Weebay in the wire um, in the iconic print, printing uh, <laughs> meme. That's quality. I literally That's seen quality. the chat, I was like... Because I couldn't believe it. Right? Now, we know Paratici. The thing with Paratici, we were told from day one, he likes to look at 10 players and buy one, okay? So, I would expect him in the midfield situation, there'll be different players linked. Maybe this five from Italy, two from France, one from Spain, maybe Madison from Leicester, whatever, you know. Just some random links, none of them really making sense, and then we go and get someone who hopefully turns into Romero, Benton, Kirk, whatever. Yeah. It's the fact that this was it. One in one, right? Word to ESPN 30 for 30. We've done 25 for 25. One take. Um, huh? One take. Call him one take. Fair. One take. One take. We're in. We're done. Business done. And I'm sure Conte must be uh, must be getting very excited about what his midfield options. He There was a comment that came out, I think it was the day after the, the, um, the link surfaced, about um, how... Conte was looking at his bench last season and going, "Yep, <sighs> I saw it." And I think that explains why he never made no subs before the 85th minute. Uh, explains why certain players got run out and others didn't. Maybe he actually wasn't even trusting the likes of a Lucas to do anything. It was just literally fresh legs. Um, yeah, speak to me on now the possibilities are opened up with the addition of the Yves Saint Laurent Basuma into our team. Well, from what I gathered in terms of like positional uh, sense, he comes into a team that had, well, he leaves a team and comes into another team playing relatively the same formation. So it's not going to be hard for him to understand the Conte system. It does also allow us to change easily from a 3 4 3 to a 3 5 2, if we wanted to, to a free. I think it's considered to be a four-two-one, if if that's one or one-two, with the two at the top. But it gives us loads of different uh, avenues going through um, going forward, especially with the midfield. You know, you can have Basuma, Benton, Core, Benton, as we like to call him, Basuma, Skip, and that's pretty much it. You know, because we need a creative midfielder. I don't really consider the other guy to be a player. And, um, you know, number eight, his shirt is about to get ripped off, you know. So, you know, hopefully we do more business, you know, to complement, you know, uh, YSL attending, uh, you know, White Hart Lane. Uh, because we, I definitely don't need to see Hoisin no more on the pitch. 
it does it does push you know right you know whatever your views on Hoiberg is um <clears throat> whatever your views are on him obviously he did a job for us at the back end of last season um and now that quality that you know um that level is now on the bench let's say if Pachuma comes in and starts we now have someone who can see our games uh, we don't have to rely on um, Harry Stinks to see out the game for us. You've got someone else to maybe lock it up. You're 2-0 up away from home. Someone else can come at 65, 70 minutes to lock it up. Here we go. Um, hi, I'm coming to you next. What's What excites you the most about Basuma in terms of, out of all his um, attributes, yes, he's athletic. Yes, he's, he's great on the ball. Yes, he can pick a pass. Yes, he's strong in the tackle. What excites you the most about having this guy at the lane? Um, I think in like a mildly intangible sense, because we thought Ndombele was going to be the Dembele replacement in a slightly different manner. I feel like Basuma is going to finally be that Dembele replacement um, with extra sauce on top. You know, there's been times where, you know, you know, Winks on a good day can kind of receive the ball um, from the centre-backs, but it's very, very rarely on the half-turn, whereas I think that's something Basuma excels at quite a lot. Um, you know, people throw around the word regista because we've all played a bit of football manager and want to sound cultured, but at the end of the day, Basuma is a very good tempo setter. <laughs> exactly. But at the end of the day, Basuma can be a very good tempo setter for us, especially with the kind of automations we have where we do our thing in the bottom right hand of the pitch and switch it out to the left. I feel like that was probably our main form of attack, especially at Anfield um, towards the back end of the season. So we're not going to be completely restricted to that. Um, I think it's going to help Benton Core. I'm, I'm assuming most of the bigger games will see Benton Core and Basuma together, um, or we might end up being a bit more defensive and have Benton Core slightly in front of, um, what's it called? Uh, Skimp and Basuma, possibly. But I feel like it's really going to help someone like Benton Core having someone as technically, technically competent as him receiving the ball in dangerous areas if he's getting pressed by, you know, two guys in that central central zone. Um, I feel like Basuma's got a little... I I, I'm not trying to say him and Thiago are the same player because they're not, but you know how, like, Thiago's sort of... He'll get himself out of trouble by making it look like he's doing some FIFA street thing, but it's actually extremely necessary what he's doing to get out of trouble. I feel like Basuma's very good at doing that. Um, like I said, very good at receiving on the half turn, but off both feet as well. Obviously, he's right-footed, but... Receiving it on his left, inside, outside of the foot, he's very good at it. Um, obviously, just his level of progression and 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 setting of the pace from the beginning, like he can take off the keeper or the centre back. So I think being able to build attacks that way with someone who I'm not going to be shit scared is on the ball. I think that's probably my favourite part of signing Basuma. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very well broken down. And just a quick word to the super chats that are coming in. Uh, Bed and broomsticks with a comment here: the Goonies are so salty, it's scary. Come on, you Spurs, um, and also where to Chicago Hotspur. Um, if you are really from Chicago, we really appreciate the support. Uh, great show, keep them coming, gang. Um, thank you, guys. Um, thank you for your support of the show and the pod as a whole. Um, Tobes, I'm gonna come to you because so, so Yao's spoken about you know how he fits in from a formation. I highly talked about his main um, kind of what he's excited about the most. Tobes, I want to ask you, you're looking at all the comps of this guy. Mm-hmm. He don't play. He's not playing against these scrubs, okay? He is putting top performances against some of the best midfielders in the league, some yeah. of the best sides in the league, and yeah. some of the best sides, obviously by default, in Europe. Okay, we see him dominating, whether it be for periods of the game or whatever. <clears throat> you know, we know Brighton have been able to take points off some of the bigger teams. He's been a key part of that. <clears throat> now he's coming to Spurs. Now instead of having um, Trossard and then man, <clears throat> excuse me, ahead of him, he's got Kane, Kulisevsky, Son, maybe yeah. a few others. We'll see what happens. Um, this is, does this give you more confidence going into some of those bigger games? The friction just came out today. Um, we know we've got some big games in the first couple of months. Does this give you a bit more confidence in that respect? 100%. 100%. I think, um, like Ohio and Yao, and even yourself, Dave, you've mentioned um, the we almost we've almost it's like our team has our team has been so badly degraded um in the past two to three years that like Kane and Son are the only reason why the attack hasn't even dipped but the midfield has completely regressed from what it used to be the defense regressed from what it used to be and it's like 
we went through all the trouble with Conte and whatnot, and some of the signings we made last summer to try and fix the defence. And even before Conte, under Jose Mourinho, we signed Rodon, we signed Regulon, um, we signed Matt Doherty. We've gone through all this trouble to fix the defence, but we've also let our midfield slip. The big buyers that we've had in our midfield haven't been good enough. And the players that used to be reliable, reliable um, have completely fell off a cliff. So the midfield quickly, in my opinion, became probably our joint or outright weakest part of our team out of nowhere. Yeah. So we were going into games literally knowing and anticipating that our midfield is going to get dominated. And then now when you're having a player like Basuma who can play next to Benton Core, it's a whole new landscape. It's a whole new dimension. You have a midfielder who effectively had two of our underperforming midfielders on strings in the FA Cup. He's done. He's literally done it twice against Spurs. He, he gave you he gave us a dose of what he could do in the second half of the FA Cup. He said, you know what? F this. I'm just going to start playing by myself. And Winks and Hoybier couldn't touch him. And he ends mm -hmm. up scoring in that game as well. And forget <clears> about the goal. The job he did on Harry Kane in the last in the last stages of the season when they won 1-0, he didn't let Harry Kane move. He didn't let Harry Kane move. And, and what, what is great about Basuma is like he's not just there to destroy, to break play. He's there to, to, to push the team forward, to dictate, to, to, to create situations where space can open up for our, for our team. And Ohio's comparison to Dembele was, was, was appropriate because Musa Dembele, obviously, he did, a, he did it at a much higher clip than Basuma. But Musa Dembele was a king, yeah? What he lacked for in his long-range passing, he made up for, in my opinion, in his ability to retain the ball under pressure and suck people in. He would suck two, three players out the game and bang, the game opens up for us. To have someone like that in our midfield who can do that and do the defensive work and work his socks off and be great um, be great in terms of dribbling, like it's a really good signing for Spurs and it, it, it gives us more confidence in Conte's ability to play in a two. How many times last season did we say, oh, I don't know about Conte playing a two-man midfield. We're going to get dominated. This is that and the third. But Tuma and, and Benton Court allows us to actually play in two mid two midfield and feel fairly confident that we won't be we won't be overawed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love what um, word to say is in the comments <clears throat> talked about um, him coming from a principally similar system as a cheat code. I didn't even think about that, but it's true. Um, we know Brighton systems... Um, they played wing backs. They, you know, he played in that midfield role. <clears throat> Used to get, you know, being on the ball, having a lot of the possession or a lot of the play go through him, switching the play from side to side. Um, I agree. The job he did on Harry Kane in that game was absolutely stupendous. At a time where Harry Kane was flying high, um, he was getting his assist up um, and was on a nice little run. Um, but presumably, yeah, he, he locked him out of the game. Um, not many people, not many midfielders can do that. To Kane, but when it has when it is effective, <clears throat> we know what happens. Um, it's, it's interesting for me because, like, like you said, it gives us confidence moving forward. You see them the way they're doing these deals, and at the same time, I also think it keeps Daniel Levy happy because really, we ain't really even spent that much money. So, I mean, we have we've only dipped our toe into the 150 that was you know, bought, you know, was generated um, 10 days ago, whatever it was. Um, we've, ha we've actually not even gone big. I think probably the big signing is probably going to be the centre back. It looks like that's going to be the one that costs us um, quite a bit of money. Um, I have to just wrap this up for me. Um, what's your starting pairing at this precise moment? What's your starting pair? And then if we do go to a three, who do you bring in as a third option? Starting pair. Oh, do you know what's mad? Yeah, I actually like. I, okay, so my starting pair is Basuma and Bentancourt. But I do feel that when, and I know we're going to get into the fixtures at some point, um, I do feel there will be some games where it will be skip in one of them. You know what I'm like, I think the rotation element might be skipping somebody and then Hoiberg or somebody, but there's somebody in either of those pairs will be the technical, the technically proficient one. Do you know what I'm saying? Especially it, when it's like there's really clustered fixtures that they're all trying to squeeze in um, before the World Cup. You know what I'm saying? But ideally... The sauciest midfield we could have is definitely Bensuma, Bensuma and Benten. Source personified. Yeah, you look like you want to say something. I wasn't going to come to you, but your face is telling me that you got something to say. Speak, Chief. Uh, I think the best pairing, uh, I agree with the honourable gentleman that does damage up north. Um, uh, <laughs> the the favourable pairing is uh, 
Benton and Basuma. If we do go to a three, eh, I think for me it's Skip, uh, Basuma and Benten. Um, and if it is a two, uh, technically I'd still go with Skip and uh, Basuma, to be honest with you. I think Skip gives us that robust um, link to the defence and they're helping them out. And uh, Basuma allows us to you know, push up with his ability to... Um, pass on and link from the back to the front uh you know hopefully we just you know keep hoisting on the bench because you know we, we're trying to we're trying to live a healthy lifestyle you know moving forward as a club there's no need to clog up our arteries with this bad bad sauce you know, that apparently tastes nice oh. <laughs> oh gosh if you haven't caught on by now if you are new uh to the pod if you haven't heard the other voice for a long time he doesn't like uh pierre emin um Right, guys, so there, there we go. I mean, we do have a comment here. Imagine Basuma and Ndombele. To be honest, I think we will just have to imagine that I don't think we're ever going to see it, um, unfortunately. But here we are. And also, um, someone else has put here about Basuma being Conte's Kante. It's very interesting that when Conte came into Chelsea, I think the first two signings were a wingback, Alonso and Kante. Um, <clears throat> that's how he begins to build his teams. So here we are in a similar position. Um, he's built his team the first couple of signings obviously we've got the goalkeeper in, but we've got a wing back with Perisic um, and now we have the midfield hopefully midfield general he'll be able to dictate play um, home and away for many many years to come so we're all excited like I said that you sent a the Sume is in the building uh, he's had a medical today today being Thursday uh, by the time this drops on Saturday morning hopefully we'll have some pictures It'll be up on the Instagram. Make sure you're following us for an instant reaction. So, guys, we're going to move on. Uh, we'll keep it moving. Uh, it is you know, transfer window is now officially open? It opened last week, Friday, I believe it was. Um, so here we are. We've got many more holes to fill in our um, in our team, uh, and and there's many more positions that were struggling for us. You know, teams didn't quite figure out how to fully take advantage of our weaknesses and wing-back position, obviously, through the midfield, um, maybe even left centre-back, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's been, like I said, no, a number of rumours. Um, I'm just going to go through maybe some of the main ones that we've, we've seen. Uh, we've got, obviously, the rumoured uh, return or offer being made to Christian Eriksen. You've got uh, Jed Spence, who is now off international duty. You may see some movement on that quite quickly. We have the links to Richarlison, which has surfaced in the last um, last week or so. And actually, today, there was a few accounts talking about conversations between us and um, and Rafina. Uh, guys, what, what, we, what we're saying, who, who would be the main focus for you guys next? Anyone can go first. I think just before anyone goes, uh, Sai, your comment that a certain man's catchphrase, you're a bad guy for that, by the way. I just thought I'd let you I'm know. I'm trying to ignore it, but hey. I just thought I'd let you know. Um, I, don't, I don't know who's next. I feel like Jed, I feel like Jed Spence is, is, in, is in motion. Do you know what I'm saying? I know a fee, a fee is being negotiated. I feel like we're going to... It is Middlesbrough, who's his, who's his original club, isn't it? I feel like a fee is definitely in the works. I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Um, because I know I think I think Villa, Newcastle, and I don't know if it's Dortmund or another German team are interested. Yes, yeah, Dortmund. But Tobes, I can't lie. The agenda you were pushing for Richarlison on the main pod, I was listening and I was like, Tobes might be onto something, you know. I wasn't having it before. I can't lie to you, I wasn't having it. But now I'm a bit like, he's okay. He's, he's not. He doesn't look as clean as Gabby Jesus. I have a few more Gabby Jesus stocks, but. I'm starting to I'm starting to believe the Richarlison hype, courtesy of Tobes. I can't lie. Yeah, I can't lie. Tobes Tobes yes. nearly got me, you know. Yeah, like, you know me from the, from the jump. I'm like, he's whack. He's whack. This is Tobes. Like, how could you say that? But something. <laughs> Everton team, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same bloody stat every single bloody week. How can you say that? He's average double digits. And- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I'll let you... Oh, well, I hate the fact that... I just don't... I, the thing is... They've been tired of hearing it. I, I always <laughs> don't want to get, get someone like Rafina so I can just be like, 
Well, see, the thing is, balling, we don't really know Richarlison, blah, 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 blah. What I will say about Richarlison, he, he does he does have that dog in him. I can't lie, he's got that Bro. dog. He he does he that does. Dog. Words dog. Of dog in him. Come on, I'm telling you guys, bro. Don't even let me start my prop tonight. Don't even <laughs> let me start my prop tonight. I'm telling you, bring this guy <laughs> and watch him fly. Watch him fly. I'll say okay. So for me, forward wise. Um, you know, I think we went, it kind of reminds me, so if we throw back to when, you know, we, we had the bid for Luis Diaz and people started doing this thing, oh, but where's Son going to play? I like, it, I think, I like to think now that most of the fan base has now gotten over the whole, oh, but where's Kudu going to play? Or where's Son going to play? Like, they've accepted that if we want to, if you want to G with the big boys, we've got to have a, you know, not just a big squad, but a quality squad. Um, I like the range of potential forward options that we're going for rather than just forwards because you could argue Ericsson is a forward option because he is realistically not really going to play um, in the two, uh, respectfully, with his uh, cardiac situation going on in the contest system. Like, technically, credible player. One of, he'll be the playmaker in the team if he does if he does start, um, but he'd be playing arguably ahead of the two or, um, or intertwining with the front three. Um, I feel like the Rafinha situation I'm very interested in because with um, Art, because this Fabio Vieira guy, Art, I've just gone for. I'm not going to say I've ever watched him um, before, but clip wise, looks very clean. I've read he can play RCM and right wing as well. So I think there's going to be some rotation in there. So I do feel like if they do go for him and Gabby Jesus, I feel like we could potentially get whichever Brazilian they don't go for. Do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like. We could get a clearer run at Rafinha, possibly. Um, yeah, so I think yeah. that that would be next. The next forward is definitely my my taking my most interest, should we say? Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, Sai is here in in the <laughs> he said, "Oh my gosh!" Sai is basically saying to the world, "Don't let the passion pull you in." We all remember what Tobes was saying about Hoiberg and uh, number two. Um, Tobes just wants his Lamelo replacement. Ty you know also talks about Ericsson. You know what, Ty? You might as well jump on, bruv. Yeah. All this stuff you talk, bruv. You know what it is with Ty, yeah? Ty, I didn't even get... You know what it is with Ty? I didn't even gas up Hoibier. You know what it is? It's Hoibier. He actually won me over with, in the first couple of months with his performances. I didn't even want Hoibier at Spurs. I'll be wrong. I thought he was quite average. I didn't really want him at Spurs. But I was ready to accept, innit? With, with Doherty, I would admit. Yeah. But man them... Drake said it best, yeah. They want to scream out my failures, but they won't whisper my accomplishments because this fucking what guy is what about the players I've gassed? What about the players I've gassed that have banged? Yeah, why don't I get any why don't I get any props for that one? Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why you don't get no props for that. Yeah? I'll tell you why you don't get no props for that because you came with the same pod and with a straight face said that you don't think Winks is crap. Now I know saying oh and back to you in that chat, yeah. But I know you don't, but since that day, Winks has taken your T-shirt, your favourite Spurs T-shirt, walked himself <laughs> to the toilet and taken a dump <laughs> on this crap, yeah, every single week. And I warned you, I said, my brother does not deserve <laughs> yeah. And when we went to the stadium, I think it was the West Ham game. I think it was the West Ham game. Yeah, when me, Dave, Cy were all there, and I was praying for the win. Praying. I was speaking to Bergwijn. I said, are you, you're Dutch. Act right. And he did on that day. When I saw you on level one, the first thing I said to you is, that guy, Hoybeard, has to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has to go, and I haven't changed my tune. And it's only up until the last few weeks where, yeah, he performed well and all that kind of stuff. But hey, let's not be fooled in the chat. You were even coming back and like, nah, this guy has he's he's smelling up my tickets on a weekly basis, yeah. <laughs> just messing them up, soiling the goods. But fine, granted, he had a few good games. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, he had a couple of good months. No, no, there are some players, you know, that you've you know. Back, you know, they've come, they've come like when 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 Son was down and I was pissed off with him. You, you stay true with Son, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. He said, No, 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 he's come true. Don't worry, it's Sonny, not Son. 
yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. And I backed the thing with Kulisetsky as well. I backed the thing with Kulisetsky. I'm not going to lie to you. The, you know the what? Kulisetsky, this is turning turn into a trial. The Kudu one, I do have to, like, I'm not going to lie. Tobes and I, yeah, both had a discussion on Twitter. I think Tobes might remember this. Where there was one guy cussing off Kudu. And I was like, you've seen this guy in, like, all of, like, 20 minutes. Bro, I couldn't believe it. wicked like this. Like 20 minutes and you're talking like, nah, this guy's dead. I said, all right, cool, minor. Yeah, and then literally, without fail, we went and beat City. I said, all right, cool. Mad so, Kevin, right. yes. Yo. Yo, look who it is. Whoa. Hey, Kevin, man, yes. Hey, hey. the building. Wow. Hey, King yo. Calling, he's calling when he comes. Hey, yo. Yo, bro. Yo. You should have warned us with the lined up, the entrance music and everything. All right, bro. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. You go. I heard, right. I heard one of the youths got um jackknife powerbomb so that he could come alone. I just want <laughs> to say yes. You've got to call me a uh, season ticket side today, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, yeah, for for those who are watching, this side guy is a nasty guy. Look at this comment. He said, if the spider camp in the stadium better not have magnets. He was referring <laughs> to Christian... Like... <laughs> Hey, listen, 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 listen. As I said before, when it comes to matters of the heart, I am not with it. I am yeah, not I with it. it. Stop, yeah. stop with the romanticism, even if it puts a man's life at risk. I don't care what anyone says. It is not sustainable for Christian Eriksen to play Premier League football at the highest level and stay healthy. It's not feasible, in my opinion. I'm not a doctor, but... We've seen many a man who have been a lot more dynamic and a lot fitter than that man crumble as soon as that's happened. So please don't bring him back to Spurs. <laughs> you know yeah. what? This lineup, this lineup is improving uh, every <laughs> single day, a bit like Paratitis putting it together. But hey, um, Tobes, you used to pray for times like this. Um, apparently, that's what the word <laughs> on the streets are. <laughs> so what's, who's next for you? So I'm going to come to you. Uh, we're just talking about who's next in terms of our signings. Who do we want to see? What's the next position we should look to fill? Toby, I'm come to you and then Sai, I'm going to let you have your moment still. Um, well, I believe, uh, as as mad as it sounds, like my next priority actually isn't Richarlison. I would like to see him at the club, but my, my main priority now for me is to bring in um, another centre-back, bring in a centre-back, and then bring in a right back. Like I, I need that defense working like a a well old machine because I, I liked what I saw from the defense towards the tail end of last season. So I can only think that upgrades in one of the two other positions, or in this case, three positions, will only make us better. Especially when we're a team that builds from the back. You want you want players who are uber comfortable in possession and can actually help progress the play and get the ball into our midfielders or if we go direct to our attackers as well. So bring me that left-sided centre-back, man, and just make 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 our replacement for our two Belgian giants in recent years complete, man. Make it complete. Make it complete. <clears throat> I hear that. Sai, what are you saying, bro? Nice to see you. I hope the kids are at least dropping off to sleep. <laughs> and, and I hope the missus is preparing something. Now, anyway, so um, what were you saying... What's what's next for you, my brother? Do you know what with 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 the deals that are currently lined up? Obviously, we've we've pretty much uh, got a target for the right wing back, got a target for the forward three. Uh, that centre back situation for me has to be double back season or bust. At this point, I think when 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 you look at the skill set of a Bastoni and just the natural balance that you get with him being your left-footed centre-back, as Tobe said, building from the back, uh, increasing the technical floor of the team, all of these things, it's the only logical it's the only logical one, to be perfectly honest. Otherwise, we, we are going to be basically treading water a little bit until we can go back in for a more reasonable fee. So I say, I say they just... Well, what it looks like to me is that we're going... We're filling in the the, the sort of uh, gaps that are a bit easier to fill that don't require certified world class talent, and then we're going to go back in. At least that's that's yeah. my instinct and that's my hope. <clears throat> yeah, 
that left centre back uh, role definitely is for me <clears throat> a key one. I do feel like this one may drag out. Hope it doesn't. Um, but it's good to see that they're not just focusing on that. It's good to see that obviously they have some sort of um, appreciation uh, <clears throat> for the other holes in the um, in the team lineup that we need to get sorted. Um, now, so we're going to kind of pivot slightly. Um, the fixture list has come out. Uh, came out today, nine o'clock. Um, it starts off yeah, relatively straight, straightforward. Um, I'm just going to try to find it quickly. Right, so in August, we start off our first five games, Southampton at home, Chelsea away, Wolves at home, Nottingham Forest away, and West Ham United away. <clears throat> what, what, what say is now? What, what's your views on that opening five games? Uh, what was the second one? Who was away? Um, Chelsea. Ah, right, cool. All right, I hear that. <laughs> um... Southampton, we have to punch up because they they done us dirty at our ground in it. So that opening game, they have to hold they have to hold an a real ugly beating, it's a disgusting punch up. Like I'm trying to be there on the on the opening game, so I'm gonna be shouting hella abuse. They might dash me out of the stadium, but yeah, nah, it's gonna be mental. That second game to Chelsea, listen, I prayed, um, and clearly. God didn't like my prayers because I was praying for their club to be liquidated and deleted off the face of this planet. Um, God said, that's not how we do things. And I understood and they've been saved. So uh, in that said, also have to hold an ugly one. In fact, I need them, whoever they sign over the summer, I need them to be sent off against us straight card immediately. I need them to go down to 10 men after like 32 minutes and I need them to lose at home under the new owners, free one. You know, I even give them a little goal because it's a derby, you know, them kind of nice things there. Now, with Wolves, listen, hear what I'm saying, yeah? If there's one club that needs to get relegated in this newer f- league, yeah, Wolves need to go down. I've had enough. Connor Cody and Ash Ketchum looking players, yeah? You mean to tell me these men are kicking... Get them out of the league, yeah? So Wolves have to hold the dirtiest of dirty. In fact, of that five... Wolves have to hold five. They have to hold five. The bloody horrible club. Your kit's crap. Your whole stadium's crap. The name of your stadium is crap. Get out of here. Rubbish team. Molyneux. Who names a place Molyneux? Sounds stupid. Who's who's the fourth game? Away to West Ham? No, nah, Nottingham Forest. Away. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, uh, you know, they're back in the Premier League. You know, uh, there's going to be a lot of... Nostalgia game. game. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of passion in that game. You get me? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so all we have to do is keep our heads. Hopefully, you know, don't lose our heads at certain clubs when Brentford came up. No names mentioned, of course. Um, but, you know, hold our heads and get the dub on that one. Who's the last one? West Ham. West Ham away. Yeah, Bundy, man, bro. They have to hold an ugly one too, bro. Bundy club, their whole stadium. Bundy kit. They've had the same... I swear they're sponsored by Umbro. Bundy more, bro. Yeah, listen... You've heard my five anyway. Yeah, it's simple. Certain clubs need to hold weight. Now, whether we're going to do that, wait and see, innit? Uh, you know, because, you know, the Premier League is the Premier League. But out of those five fixtures, I think the first game being Southampton at home is a very good opener for us. You know, it could have been worse. It could have been like one of the big six. Uh, but, you know, we got, I mean, last season we had City, got the dub. So it's not like we're afraid of the big six. But I think this opening five is. It's a good way to start the season. We could get some points on the board and keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hi, I want to come to you. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on those opening five? Um, and then we'll look at some of the other top six games throughout the season with Tobes and Sai. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's favourable uh, for the most part. Uh, not the, what was the I threw in some percentage thing in the group chat earlier about like oh yeah I remember that you just fit sure so like, had cool a number. Yeah, hold tight, 20, hold tight 21st group on Twitter. I uh, hope you're listening. So all of our fixtures, um, actually, so the three fixtures were like over 60% likely to win. So what, the first one, Southampton at home. And then who was the third one? I've literally got it in front of me. Uh, Wolves um, 
West Ham and Forest, obviously. So I feel like we really need to set, set the stall out on these first five games because I feel like we know what is the bare minimum for us as NSO. And we also know what Conte as a man, what his minimum expectations are going to be our objective-wise. And we can't really say those out loud until our squad is complete and we see what we look like on the pitch. Um, but I feel like if the club wants to go to Conte's level of expectations, we have to be aiming for five wins. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, we'd be aiming for five wins, period. But, you know, the Stanford, Stanford Bridge away, Stanford Bridge in the second match is a real opportunity to, like, set the stall out um, before, you know, the big games in October, which the the cluster of games in October, shall I say, before <coughs> them. Um, and then, obviously, City being the sixth game as well. Yeah, we've got what's it six games in October. Um, it's, it's going to be mad. It's going to be mad. The six games um, kicking off with Arsenal actually, uh, similar to last season. We've got the away leg of the North London derby first, and then incidentally, incidentally, we're playing Arsenal again in January. I saw this. I saw it's this. It's quite okay. interesting. Did I you see them man get the Tim Foyle hats out straight away? Listen, mm-hmm. I'm just saying yeah, they no, got no. what they got six, seven months mm-hmm. to find a new way to postpone it. Word to Arteta. Um, but on that subject, you know, the, the big the bigger games, um, whether it be the Arsenal's, Man United's, Liverpool's, they seem to be quite nicely spread, apart from you know, we've got back to back in April when we've got United at home, Liverpool away. Um, that could be a title decider um in, in some ways, you know, as it kind of was this season. Um but then we've got quite a nice May. Um, I don't have to be scared of my birthday again. Um, <laughs> what, what Tobes and, and Si, I want you guys to speak on on how you feel about the kind of the the way the the fixture list has panned out for us on a general sense, especially thinking about some of these uh, bigger games. Um, I've, to be honest, I've I've looked at the fixture list maybe like two, three times, but uh, first impression um, that. April period, if we're in, if we're still in the Champions League, Is it April where we play at, that April period, if we're still in the Champions League, might be techie, might be yeah. techie to play to play yeah. Man United, to play Man United, and then to play Liverpool, like and still have Champions League football at that period where we're probably going to be fighting for something in the league. Um, it's going to be techie, but that being said, the end of our season, I think, is generally. Uh, favorable. I don't think the fixtures are necessarily like the easiest in the world, but you would rather those fixtures than be playing literally the teams around you, uh, any of the teams around you, like your last four or five games, which we don't have. So, um, yeah, uh, with these fixtures, with the fixture list, typically I, I try not to overanalyze it because listen, you have to be. You have to beat a majority of these teams to get into the position anyway, whether you're playing them in August, whether you're playing them in December, whether you're playing them in January, whatever. But I like the fact that um, that our big games are sort of sparsely spread. And I like the fact that we're playing a game of such high intensity and importance in the first two or three matches of the season, man. It gives me a, a good sort of easing point to see where this team's at, provided we get in our play, every single player that we need. Um every single play that we need before the season starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and obviously Conte has made that <clears throat> clear from what we're hearing, that he wants everyone in, not just before the season starts, but before pre-season starts. Um, and whether they know the system or not, like a Perisic who knows the system or a Pashima who's played in a 3-4-3, three, 3-5-2 three, three, um, situation, <clears throat> he wants to have everyone in the building. Um, and I can only imagine how it feels for the likes of Harry Kane's son who have gone through multiple transfer windows under the levy stewardship and, and been either disappointed or strung out for you know two three months only to see uh, Giovanni Lo Celso come in with boots that don't fit him. Um, Sai, what's your take on some of these fixtures? What stands out to you? Anything you're worried about? Are you looking at the the potential obviously with Champions League? Uh, we're playing two three games a week in in quite critical periods. Yeah, I'd, I'd say the Champions League is the biggest thing to to factor in, uh, which means that there will probably be some shifts in the schedule as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't read too, too much into it. What I will say, though, is in, in order for us to really uh, 
capitalise on this season and do anything of substance, we're going to have to string together long stretches of uh, unbeaten results, whether that's draws here and there or just straight wins. Like that, that That's what I'll be looking for. And later on in the season, I think I think we definitely have the opportunity to build up some momentum and, and do that into the uh, <clears throat> latter stages of the season. Uh, what I will say, though, is is <laughs> it is pretty funny to me how, all things considered, how last season panned out and all of that stuff, the first thing that's happened is Arsenal fans have got in their bitchy bag. They go in their little birkin of excuses to be like, oh, see, we got to play them in the home stretch. we got to play them away from home in the second half of the season. It's like, yo, deal with it, man. Just deal with it. It's the luck of the draw. Like, literally, it's the luck of the draw. It's like, there's no conspiracy against your team. Sky Sports don't favour us over you. All of these things don't actually matter. You've made them up. You've got your excuses lined up. And do one. I'm not here for it. I don't want to hear it anymore. On top of that, as as Tobes has ac- accurately uh, stated as well, why are these men throwing so much shade on our transfer window when we're linked oh. with the same players that they've been linked with for three, oh. four seasons? And we've just secured them all. I don't want show Discord live. How many times did I say you men have as much pool as a dentist pulling teeth, healthy teeth? There ain't much pool there, mate. There ain't much pool. You ain't getting the job done. You're not those guys anymore. You haven't been those guys for how many seasons have we finished above them? Six years. It's six years. Like that's half, that's over half a decade. If that's not an indication of, of, of a power shift or a shift of the tide or a minding of the gap or any of these things, how long is the cutoff point for you lot to stop living in your delusions and stating that you are this thing that you ain't been for a long time? And it's okay. Every team goes through these phases. Deal with it graciously. Get your head out your ass and stop bitching. Focus on Arteta and them and there, man. Bro, you know, you know, you know what's funny about all of that, yeah, is they've complained, you know, cried a bit, and we haven't won a trophy. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, the day that happens, because it is inevitable. Yeah, all of this, I've had, I've had Arsenal fans say, "You will never win a trophy, big man." Never is a very very long time. Never goes beyond my lifetime. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, some of us went through school, got GCSEs, A levels. Don't be stupid, bruv. Pass your exams. Yeah, you can't say you're never going to win something. That's dumb, you idiot. Yeah, but it is inevitable. So what happens if, when we win a trophy? If if this is what they're doing now, literally, what happens when they win a trophy? The first, I, I can, I can, I can predict it. They're going to say we won a league. They'll just tell you, they'll, they'll tell you, oh, your first trophy in this, try and win, try and win back to back. Listen, everything you guys have said about Arsenal fans is so true. Like these fans, like they just can't stop pitching. Ever since, because you know what it, you know what it was, yeah? It's because we've upset the narrative. The narrative is that Spurs bottle. So the mere fact that we have pipped them to Champions League, winning the, the number of games we have and them imploding the way they have, They've done the very same thing that they bash Spurs for season in, season out. And they can't handle it. They can't handle the fact that they had it in the palm of their hands and they crumbled. So every single time there's an opportunity to try and poke at Spurs, they're taking it. And it's got to the point now where it's become, it's quite pathetic and obsessive. I'm seeing man talk about OAP home because we signed a 33-year-old Perisic, even though Basuma was 25. Even though the players we've been targeting, like Jed Spence, 21. Um, Bastoni, 23. Richarlison, Jesus, both 25. It doesn't even make sense. We've just signed... They, they're talking about Fraser Forster saying, oh, retirement home. He's a backup goalkeeper. They won't talk about the the, the the 19 or 20 year old Irish keeper we just signed literally the other day. They won't talk about that because it don't fit the narrative. They won't talk they, about Ben or Kulu either, who are both in their mid to early twenties. Just saying. So 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 after we after we pip them for top four, it's like, oh, where else can we gain ground over these guys? Okay, no, let's talk about trophies, even though they didn't win shit last year. Okay, no, let's talk about signings, even though the signing that they all wanted 
is now joining Spurs, and all of a sudden he's not good enough to start in their in their eleven. Okay, let's talk about the fact that Perisic is thirty three years old, even though he's a much better left wing back option than anything they've got right now. They don't want to talk about these things. They just want to. It's, it's a one up. It's a one upmanship thing because they've been pipped for the thing that they craved the most last year, and by all accounts, thought they had in the bag. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. They need to grow up and get a grip, honestly. And I know it's not all Arsenal fans. I know it's not all Arsenal fans. But the certain select group who keep regurgitating the same bullshit. The other day I saw a space about, oh, this, um, Arsenal has more pulling power than Spurs because we were signing... But what the fuck does that have to do with us signing Basuma? It has nothing to do with you. Why are you talking about pulling power? Why do we care about who you can sign versus we can, who we can sign? Focus on your transfer dealings. You notice that they've, in the moment, in the, in the matter of hours, they've made moves for Jesus and, Tiel and Tielemans and this next guy that I've not, I've not even heard of, Fabio Vieira. I don't even know what type of player he is. Yeah. Nobody is here bitching the moment and saying, oh, that's, oh, Kane's better than Jesus. Nobody cares. Do your money, team. Money says that you is as bad as Tavares. I put money Bro, on Nobody cares. <laughs> you, know, you, know what's, you know what's funny here? Yeah? Flipping like, hell. Literally, we, we signed Basuma, or it was it was going to be confirmed that we signed Basuma. And out of nowhere, I go on Twitter because obviously I wanted to tweet a little bit about Love Island. I mean, you know, because man's been watching a few of that. Uh, don't judge me in it, watch it with the missus. And, yeah. I, and I, see, I see your spaces. So, oh, the missus. Of course you do. Put it on, uh, put it on. Watching Remy and them guys. Uh, uh, no, nah, no, nah, Remy can't rap, bro. That's trash. Hey, Love but Island tracker, man. They, yeah. they need to wheel it up, man. This is what I mean, yeah? Expected buffers Spaces, <laughs> should I say. Saying, Basuma 25 million. Do we trust the process? Arsenal. I said, what? Are you going to do this for all transfers? Bro, like what? Like what's right, Listen, you know what's mad, yeah. All right, today they signed, or oh, it's gonna it's gonna be confirmed that they're gonna sign this uh, Fabio, Fabio, Fabio Vieira, Fabio Vieira, um, for Vieira, or for the Nigerians, Oyobo uh, Vieira, bro. You hear me? Because you know, I, I, tr I try to speak a little bit of that kill okay. shit. No, no, no. Don't yeah. speak Nigerian after the shit you've been hey, saying all week. Hey, Just stick to, stick hey. to your. You're my brother, bro. Don't don't come yeah. after me because we knocked yeah. you out of the World Cup, bro. It's all love it's, over here, bro. Brother, yeah. brother, let's it's let's love let's, let's, let's love not speak right now, <laughs> But what I'm saying is, yeah, I find it like fascinating, yeah. That I I feel like they're they're more angry at the fact that it looks like because obviously nothing really is the case till it happens, but it looks like we're progressing. And because it looks like we're progressing, if it then turns into we actually are progressing, like it translates into the league as, oh, Tottenham are consistently beating teams that they should be beating and Tottenham are doing well in cup games and may be able to compete for trophies once again. When that happens, if that then culminates with silverware at the end of it, in which obviously the Mook would receive his name back, <laughs> then they're going to lose their absolute marbles. Because, granted, you know, fine, we, we beat them to top four. It was their own fault. You know, whether they want to admit it or not, they had it in their hands. Some people have tried to lie and say they didn't have a 10-point lead. They did at one point. Yeah, it was a 10-point lead that they had at one point. Uh, and then it fluffed. And all they had to do was get three points. If I'm correct, <laughs> yeah. it was so easy. Don't you remember? Yeah, it was so easy. It was so uh, easy. For them. That's all they had to get. Three points. Yeah, and they had they had three games to do this in. By the way, three, <laughs> three matches to do this in. Three points. Yeah, three points, big man. I don't think they understand how serious this matter is. To put into perspective, you know when you start Master League back in the day and you got that crap team. With Castello, Bertrand, and, uh, you know I, I, I'm going into it. Yeah, but them man there, and you you finally score a goal, and you defend for your life to pick up your first three points. That's all they had to do, three points. They came to the real heart of North London and received what most men have received ever since I was born. They got punched up. Give me your jewels. Don't come it's, down it's, to it's funny though, man. Like when 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 you really really look at it, right? I think what 
what probably makes him even more sour is Pochettino's last however many months were awful. Stinking. Everybody, everybody was doing laps of honour. They were dancing. They were party dancing and all of that nonsense. Bro, we're just back. We're just back to where we were. We're back in the Champions League. We've got young talent. We've got certified killers up top. It's scary hours for these men. And and the worst thing, the, the thing that puts the cherry on top is the fact that for the first time in maybe, I'd say maybe about a decade, we've gone to market early for quality. We've gone to market early for quality. We've identified issues with the squad early. We've addressed them early. Oh, my God. We're still, we're still addressing know. them, to be fair. To be, and that's to be, to be very fair. We're still addressing them. And then the thing, the thing that... Because I didn't get to say this on the last pod, so I'll, I'll, I'll give a quick roundup of like my perspective of this season. And there's another club that I'm going to mention that I think are in real trouble, but we'll see later down the line. But a lot of people forget that after 10 games, we didn't have a manager. We we sacked our manager, big man. Like, I don't think people really take that into board. We played 10 games, yeah, looked horrible. Sacked our manager after the El Sacchio because we won that. We won that game, yeah, even though we lost on paper 3-0. Brought in Conte. And we weren't even, we didn't even, like, catch up straight away. Like, we only really started catching up in the last 10 games. We were, technically, if you're looking at the running, People could argue that we were out of it. I know some people thought United were in it. I was like, nah, not with that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And and we we nicked it. But as I said, we've come into the market. We've got free signings as of today. We've already signed three players. And there's been rumors that Conte wants a further four. Mm-hmm. If we get that done before preseason, I I I fancy our chances next season. Because you know, granted, yes. You know, them Arsenal a lot. They went and signed, a, I think, two players, two youngsters or whatever. Two young players. The the Fabio one's like 22, but the Brazilian one. Again, another one that nobody's really heard of. Um, And I suggest that nobody goes on YouTube to check his clips because they're awful. But he might turn into something. Um, You know, the 19-year-old, they've got two players. They've signed two players and they've, they've renewed a few contracts. But one club that, I'll be honest with you, unless something changes drastically, I think they're in big trouble. Is United? Yeah. Hey, listen, yeah, that club are about to start another season with Maguire at the back. That is very <laughs> scary. That Maguire is what is extremely scary, but it, I think there's it's not it's not you you know when like a very normal picture becomes a meme. So somebody uploaded their midfield options now that Pogba's gone, and it oh was my God. Fred <laughs> McTominay. Pereira, Bruno, and I feel like I'm missing somebody out. Ghana. Yeah, yeah. And I looked He's at Ghana. it. Like, Ghana's the youngster, right? Ghana's the youngster, yeah. 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 And I, I quite like Ghana. He's I'm nice. He's tidy. He's tidy. And I was looking, I was like, this isn't United. This ca- this cannot be Manchester United. Do you know what I'm saying? Wait, like, it's, wait, it's not. Like, and, and I trust, I trust Ten, I think Ten Hag might be, Ten Hag, sorry, might be, you know, taking his time and trying to be, be a bit meticulous with, um, with any potential transfers. But then I, I also, and if, if, if what I say is true, this also does us a favour. Part of me thinks he might be like, ah, oh, I want to have a look at everyone. I want to see what everybody's like under my system and then go from there. Like, sometimes you can't just do that. You've got to be like, you are shit. I'm not even going to try and give you a chance. Like, at least that's where you have to give it to Nuno to an extent with Joe Hart. Because Joe Hart said, apparently, Nuno just sat down and was like, you're not going to play for me, ever. Like, you know what? That's the best thing Nuno ever done in his life. He said, you're not playing for me. Like, if Nuno can do that to Joe Hart, then Ten Hag can look at that midfield five, six and just be like, you lot ain't it. But yeah, but I really hope he doesn't. I really, really hope he doesn't because that midfield is so bad. No matter what system you try and play, so if they don't, I hope fix he keeps them. I hope he keeps them. Not because I don't. I don't want Ten Hag. I, I'm just saying it here now. I don't want Ten Hag to have a bad time at uh, yeah. United. I want him to still have stocks by the time he leaves Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want him to have you know stocks. But the truth be told is, you know, I I need him to 
suffer 14 defeats in these first 15 games. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we will bring it to an end. So, yes, guys, uh, happy Bashima Day to everyone listening to this. Like I said, um, it's exciting to see us making these kind of moves. Eve Saint Laurent helping us get rid of the stench, the stink of the past couple of seasons of this um, rebuild. Uh, hey, please been... Ali up the uh, clip like a screenshot of him laughing at Arsenal for the title of the pod. Please. I've got it in my I've got it saved. I, I am ready that. for every single world class performance he puts in. That They've been twerking for man for two years, you know. Two <laughs> years. But yeah, guys, it's been good. Like I said at the beginning, follow um all the men them on socials. Hit us up, send in your Questions, comments, queries, what you like about the show. Let us know how you're feeling about Spurs. We can react to it over the coming weeks. Like I said, there is no other football for a couple of weeks. Nation League is done. Pre-season is around the corner. Season starts August 6th, I think. Um, Southampton at home. And hopefully the NSO will be there in full. Um, most of us will now be season ticket holders. Uh, for those of us who ain't got a cake like that, we're going to be in there. We're still in <laughs> In, in people's bank accounts, what not? Relax, relax. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reveal <laughs> whose bank account is what. Isn't it? But yeah, no, guys, it's been great. Um, yeah, like I said, if any of our female fans um, are watching, Ohio is ready to leave his. Anyway, um, but <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, we are out. Love and peace. Debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.